0: Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. We have been in a series, all of Lakeshore, a series called I Can't Live Like This Anymore. And the series is taken out of Matthew 18, verses 15 through 17. If you want to go there, just hold your place. That will be what we're reading from today. Um, Really what we're talking about is how unforgiveness impacts our life. And what we want to do through this series First of all, we want to understand that as Christians, as believers, we want to take the mindset and the focus of forgiveness through the lens of God, how God views forgiveness. And some way of doing that is understanding that his forgiveness is limitless. We have to settle that first in our own lives and understanding that God's forgiveness for me for Joni Is limitless I can't blow it too many times for him Not to forgive me when I ask So if we can through those lenses View That and for other people of how we walk out Forgiveness when we're offended It will help us because we understand that We can't do this on our own we, we can't do this on our own. Our flesh wants nothing to do with forgiving. We want to hold account to everybody and anything that has wronged us, even if we're justified. But that's not God's way. So what we're going to continue to learn today is what is God's way? You know, what is God's way? So we're talking about um, that in every relationship, every relationship, there's an opportunity for hurt, pain, and to be offended. And if you've been in relationship long enough with anybody, whether it's been um, a marriage or a work relationship or a friendship or a family relationship, you understand that there is times in reason to be offended. So Jesus said offense is going to come. We're not void of it. Offense is going to come, but what we do with it as believers determines even the health in our own life, the spiritual health as well. And we don't don't know how to walk in forgiveness without the Lord. But if we don't learn to walk in forgiveness, what begins to happen is bitterness takes root, unforgiveness takes root and believe it or not it becomes toxic in our life not just spiritually but it affects other relationships as well so we want to really through this series grasp the importance of forgiven and how to walk it out we talked in the very first week about how there is a flow to forgiveness that the only way to really walk in forgiveness is to get into the flow of God's forgiveness. And in this flow is where we understand that we can't, but he can. I can't, God, but you can, and I'm going to let you. I have to make the choice to let him and his forgiveness flow through me to others. And just a little side note, sometimes the, the one we hold the most unforgiveness to is ourselves, and God doesn't want that. He wants to flow that forgiveness of his to us and through us. So we have to understand that it is a flow. Last week, we talked about how forgiveness given to us is limitless. It's countless. Seventy times seven, which is really just God saying to us, you can't count it. You can't count how many times to forgive. As believers, we're to walk in forgiveness. Um, And so, grace and mercy that we extend to others is also countless. We talked last week about how the goal is not being right, but reconciling right relationships. Sometimes we get it wrong. We think that, well, I'm right, or they're right, or, or, you know, you have to argue your cause— But God's way of forgiveness is not being right. It's reconciling right relationships where there's tension, where there's offense, where there might be unforgiveness, where there might be strife, where you know something just is not right. So this morning, as we continue our series, we're going to talk about how we walk this out in a very practical way. And we'll be reading in Matthew um, 18. Verses 15 through 17. And it says, Moreover, if your brother or sister, and we're talking about in the Lord, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault or her fault between you and him alone. And if he hears you, you've gained your brother or sister. But if he will not hear you, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So if he doesn't hear you, you take somebody else with you, one or two people. Just make sure you're not bringing with you people that are just automatically going to be on your side, that they have the heart also of desiring to see that relationship reconciled. And if he refuses, it says, to hear them, me, and the few others I bring with me, tell it to the church. And remember, we're talking about believers here, we as believers. But if he even refuses to hear the church, let him to be like you as a tax collector, or a heathen, meaning as an unbeliever. Let him be like an unbeliever to you. So again, It's about forgiveness, and the title of today's message is Do It God's Way. Forgiveness. Do it God's Way. In Matthew 18, we see that in this passage, Jesus gives a very practical step, a step-by-step process to how to handle the offense, the hurt, or the relationship issue. Jesus says, if your brother or sister sins against you, go to him and tell him his fault between you and him alone. So Jesus is saying, if someone offends you, if someone hurts you, then you bear the responsibility to go to them, go to the ones that hurt you or offended you, and allow them the opportunity to restore relationship. Notice it doesn't say, if this person offended you, you wait for them to come to you. And sometimes that's the backwards thinking that we have in this world. Well, I'm not going to go to them. They're the ones that hurt me. They need to come to me and ask forgiveness. But that's not what the Word says. The Word says, if I'm offended, go to the one that has offended me. Go to that person. Don't wait for them to come to you. Verse 16, Jesus says that if your brother doesn't hear you, then take one or two with you. Again, in other words, the goal is not being right, but it's restoring relationship. Because how many of you know in relationships, sometimes you get to a place where you have to agree to disagree because you just can't, you can't get on the same page But you have to agree to disagree. This is the reconciliation of a relationship. And it's not saying, well, I'm just right and they're wrong, so I'm just going to take on that attitude. Well, that's not the attitude of forgiveness. We can be right and still be very wrong on how we deal with it and how we walk it out. So we want to do things God's way. We don't want to live like this anymore, holding offense and unforgiveness. We want to do it as believers God's way. Then 17 says, if your brother still doesn't hear, you tell it to the church. Now, let's face it, if someone's not a believer, are you going to tell it to the church? Again, we're talking about brothers and sisters in the Lord, in the the flow of forgiveness working in and through us for right relationship. Jesus says, um, if they're unwilling, get a pastor or a leader involved And go again and try to restore. Again, we're not going to bring someone before the church that's not a believer. But this is, he's speaking to us. How do we walk this out? How do we walk the flow of forgiveness? And again, it's settling within ourselves that the flow of forgiveness is limitless from God to me in my own life. Therefore, I can be open to allow God to flow through me by the power of the Holy Spirit to work forgiveness to others for the sake of right relationship, not the sake of being right. Remember that. It's not, well, you know, I have a reason. Yes. It's not saying that what they did is right. It's not okaying what someone did against us. We might be deeply wounded. It's not saying what they did is okay. It's saying in spite of this, I have to go to them, I have to work forgiveness so that I can be reconciled in a right relationship, a relationship of peace with one another. Note how important it is to the heart of God that we walk in reconciled relationships. The goal, again, is not being right. It's the reconciled relationship. And we have to fight for that in the church because there's so much Disunity and there's nothing that the enemy would like more than for us to have awe against each other, because you know it says that the world will know that we're his followers by our love for one another. So if he can get in the midst of us and cause havoc, that that's exactly what he wants. We need to recognize where this is coming from. But Joni, does that mean if the other person is not a believer, I have the right to stay where I'm at? No. Because, again, we're responsible for our part and how God would have us walk it out. It doesn't mean that you got to be in total relationship back with them, and we're going to talk about that later. And, but it's about keeping our heart right, keeping our heart free, because bitterness and unforgiveness only affects us not the person that we're upset with or that offended us. So Jesus said, if your brother still doesn't hear and is unwilling to yield and restore right relationship, treat him as an unbeliever, like a heathen or a tax collector. In other words, we're going to draw a line and create a healthy boundary that allows for my life to be guarded and protected from hurt, pain, and dysfunction that can hinder what God wants to do in my own life. So there are times if we've done all that we can that we have to draw a healthy boundary. And I heard Pastor Brandon say this. We have to remember a boundary is a tool, it's not a weapon. It's a tool, it's not a weapon. A weapon is something we use against somebody. A tool is something we use in relationship of restoration. So a boundary, if we see it as a tool, it's going to keep our heart right. If we see it as a weapon, our whole heart and attitude is going to be totally different about about that. Uh, if we see it as a weapon, it's getting back at them. That's going to be the motive of our heart. And again, in the weeks to come, there will be more, a deeper um, discussion on boundaries. But so... What we have to remember, we are viewing this entire subject through the lens of God's forgiveness. And this is where we started, recognizing there is a flow to forgiveness and that our first step is to get into the flow. The starting place is to fully receive forgiveness of God for our own lives. Got to settle that. But you don't know, Joni, how how bad I've done this or I've done that. And God's forgiven me over and over. Mm Mm-hmm. But when we have a heart of repentance before the Lord, he forgives us over and over. And because of that, we can allow him to work forgiveness through us to others. Excuse me. We have to recognize there's a process that first models us and that I have to follow. Okay, what does God do? What does God do? Number one, he convicts us of sin, and he gives us the opportunity to repent and walk in right relationship. He convicts us of sin, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, John sixteen eight. So he first models that we have to repent and walk in right relationship with him. We can't give what we don't have. What we haven't received, we can't give. So God also said he first came to you and I in John 3.16 and Romans 5.8. I love the scripture that says, while we were yet sinners. He came to us while we were yet sinners. He came to Joni Brocklebank while I was yet sinners. Jesus on the cross said, forgive him for he doesn't know what he's doing. The, the one he was saying that to was in the very act of crucifying him humanly impossible for us to forgive. But he who lives in me is greater than he who lives in the world. And we as Christians no longer walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit of God. And by the spirit of God working through us, it allows him to work through us to forgive. And it is a flow and it is a process. Number two, God uses relationships in our life to show us areas within us that we need to repent so that we can walk in right relationship with him. Proverbs twenty-one seventeen says, the Bible says that as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens iron the countenance of his friends. So there are going to be times, even in that relationship, that friendship, that we're going to share things, truths, with the right heart, a heart of humility that are going to hurt each other, but it's for the motive of sharpening each other. You know, when we, I don't think anybody wants to go to somebody saying, I'm offended, nor does somebody that did the offense probably want to hear it. But if we can understand the flow of God, it sharpens us. It's about right relationship. Number three, God uses church community to challenge and give us opportunity to repent and walk in relationship with Him. Hebrews ten twenty four to twenty five says, "Let us consider one another, not forsaking not forsaking the gathering of the saints, in order to exhort or build up one another." and to stir each other up. Stir each other up in what? In the things of God. Don't forsake the gathering together. God has called pastors and leaders along with church community to challenge, exhort, and call one another to biblical living and repentance to walk in right relationship with him. So there's times that, you know, you might say, well, I'm not a leader Well, you know what? You might think you're not, but there might be a time when God says to you, you know, go and love and speak this truth. Go and love and hear them and speak this truth to them because they might not be aware. They might not be aware. Number four, God creates boundaries and allows separation if we refuse to repent and walk in relationship with him. I like again how I heard someone say it. God is not a desperate boyfriend who will do just whatever it takes to be close to us and to not lose us. No, God loves you and I so much that He gave His only Son to die for us that we could be in right relationship with Him. But He is not a desperate boyfriend. He's not a desperate boyfriend. If we refuse and continue to refuse to repent at the very thing that he might be, his Holy Spirit might be showing us, it's only a matter of time before he begins to withdraw because we withdraw from him. No, God would never do that, really? Consider this Romans 1 24 to 26. Paul writes in Romans that those who refuse to acknowledge him, as God, and to revere him as such, he will give over to uncleanness, to the lust of their heart, and to their own vile possessions, their own vile passions. He'll give us over, but not before he's done everything and continues to do everything to bring us into right relationship. He is a loving God He is a merciful God. This is the last thing that he would want to do because he sent his son for relationship, so he desires that relationship. But if we continue to refuse and refuse and refuse, he's just going to let us have our way. Kind of like the prodigal son. It took him coming to the pig pen to look up and say, oh, you know, the father didn't prevent him from going there. He kept making his choice. He made his choice. He made his choice. The father said, okay. But then he came to himself, repented, and was stored right back into relationship. That's how God is. That's how God is. First John 1, 5 through 6 says, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. And if anyone says they have fellowship with God but are walking in the darkness, they are deceived and do not walk in the truth. Well, if we're deceived and not walking in the truth, we're not walking with the Lord. We're choosing darkness. So God does indeed allow there to be separation sometimes and create boundaries. These are God's ways. And because we are in, as believers, the flow of God's forgiveness, we have to walk in forgiveness. We've got to choose to do it God's way. We have to choose to do it God's way. But I don't feel like it. No, there's times you're not going to feel like it. I can't, but he can. Many times I've had to come before the Lord. I don't want to do this, Lord, but I want to honor you. I want to glorify you, and I know this is what your word says, and I know you want right relationship. I'm hurt, God. I'm angry. Yeah, but let me come in. Let me come in and flow through you, bringing hurt, bringing healing to the hurt and the pain to restore right relationship. That's the goal. So what is God's way? Number one, go to the one who has offended you. If you look in verse 15, Jesus says, if we are offended, if someone hurts us, then we are responsible to go to them. If your brother sins against you, go tell him his fault between you and him alone. And I don't know about you, but I like visual. I I learned some things visually, so I've asked a few people if they would help me with this. Heather, would you come up? Jesus says, if your brother has offended you, go to him. Now, remember, this is just, we're acting this out. There is nothing between us. So, Here it is. Here's my sister in the Lord. Here's Heather in the Lord. Well, you know what? She said something that really hurt me and I just can't seem to shake it off. I'm offended. So I go to Heather and I say, Heather, you know, and wait a minute, before I say that, I don't just go to Heather and say, you know what you did? I go to Heather with a heart of humility and of love. Because the purpose is restoring relationship. So I go to Heather and I say, Heather, I don't know if you meant this or if you didn't. I don't even know if you realize it because how many times are we offended? And sometimes the other person doesn't even realize this. So I go to Heather and I explain, you know, Heather, I don't know if you, but you offended me. And Heather just refuses to acknowledge it. No, I didn't, you know, just refuses to acknowledge that she offended me. And furthermore, She doesn't want to do anything about it. She doesn't care if I'm upset because you know what? That's your problem, Joni. I don't think I offended you. So in Heather's heart, is it about right relationship? It's about being right. Well, God's way is not about being right. It's about right relationship. What does it say next that if she doesn't hear? Meg, I go go and I bring somebody with me, one or two people with me. And I say, Meg, would you come with me? Would you come with me? Because there's a problem with Heather and I, and we're all serving the Lord, and we're part of the body of Christ. And there's like an offense, and I can't seem to get to the place. We can't get to the place where it's reconciled. Would you come to me and, you know, you know just hear it out and help, help restore this right relationship? By the way, don't pick someone that you know is just automatically not going to see it objectively and just choose your side. That's not the right heart. You want somebody with wisdom and that has the same spiritual mind of God's way, right? Relationship. So I go to Heather and I mean, I go to Meg and I say, Meg, you know, come with me. Meg comes with me and we're talking, we're talking with Heather and Heather still has no desire to restore right relationship. She's just stuck on, she didn't do anything wrong. So what do I do now? Well, the Bible says next that. If she doesn't hear and I brought somebody, I'm to take it before the church, i.e. a leader or a pastor. And this is where Krista would come in. Krista, listen, I know God desires unity in the flow of forgiveness in our lives. And I've gone to Heather. This is what happened. I I was offended. I've gone to Heather. I've, I've tried to restore it. And I brought Meg in, not just to try to get Heather to see, because sometimes we bring Meg in because Meg can see that, well, wait a minute, Joni, maybe you approached this wrong. Meg, Meg can be objective through my lens of her to help bring the right relationship. So she's not listening to Meg, or I'm not listening to Meg. And we want this resolved because we know that this is going to affect the whole body. This is going to affect the whole body, and it's going to affect us. So I ask a leader to come. We explain the situation, and the leader sits down with us, and she's, she's talking with us, and she's trying to get um, right relationship, and it's not happening. It's just it's not happening. You can beat your head to the ground trying to make something happen, but right relationship involves both people. We have, we're only responsible for our part. So we've done all that we can. Thank you, ladies. What does the Bible say? When you've done all that you can, sometimes you have to let it go. And it says, if they refuse to hear, tell it to the church, which we did. But if they refuse even to hear the church or the leader, Let him be to you as a heathen, as an unbeliever. Remember, it's the attitude of our heart. God's not saying, I'm done with you. I did my part because really that attitude and that is a hard issue on you. It's God, I've done everything that I know to do and I have to leave them in your hands. I have to leave this relationship in your hands. I've done all that your word lays out for me to do and still it's not fixed, I'm going to leave it in your hands, but I'm going to set up a boundary. I can't anymore allow them to come in and out of my life um, in an unhealthy way. So you draw the line. Um, Keep in mind, it's only when you've done everything you can do and everything you know to do. The other party refuses. Jesus said, okay, it's time to draw the line and create a boundary. And again, leave them with God. Paul talks in 1 Corinthians six, fourteen to eighteen. He talks about being unequally yoked and not keeping company with unbelievers or those who are walking contrary to God's way. We always see that as a believer and unbeliever, but it's not always necessary necessarily an unbeliever. It might be a believer that's refusing, and so we're treating them like an unbeliever in our life. You know, a yoke was used to tie two oxen together, and for them to walk together in a straight line and plow a field. There is great strength in partnership, but if one ox is stronger than the other, they end up going in circles and being unequally yoked they don't that you know what they're supposed to be doing isn't it accomplished going in circles and we can be going in circles continuing to allow the relationship in our life when they're refusing and it's not bringing honor to god have you felt like you're trying but you're just going in circles round and around and around it may be time to set a healthy boundary again as a tool not a weapon set a healthy boundary. I know that there's been some relationships in my own life in the past few years with believers and um, that I've hurt. I didn't know I hurt them. But they withdrew themselves from my life. And I didn't know, so I was continually reaching out. Reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. And you know, they would never tell me what I did or said wrong. They just removed themselves from my life. We can't fix what we don't know. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. And even if you feel like someone has hurt you and it's come to the place where you need to set a healthy boundary. We have the responsibility as believers to tell that other person why we're setting the healthy boundary, what they did wrong, because someone can't fix what they don't know. So this is the flow of God. Have we done all that we can? We are required to forgive and cancel people's debt, but we are not required to walk in dysfunctional relationships that hurt our heart and cause confusion in our minds. But again, if we're going to do this, we need to verbalize to that other person and make sure we've done everything we can to let them know the, that how they offended you and do it with the right heart because that is God's way. And again, we want to view forgiveness through the lens of God's forgiveness to us, being limitless and countless, not keeping track. And if we don't view it through that lens, we're going to view it as the world views it. I have the right. I have the right. Well, we gave up our rights when we chose to serve the Lord, didn't we? We gave up our rights and said, Lord, I'm going to do it your way. So we do everything we can to walk in right relationship and restore and reconcile, but there does sometimes come a time where we must draw a line and create a healthy boundary. I had to come to the place of, of letting go, letting go of trying to restore this relationship, letting go and giving it to God, but keeping my heart clean continuing to keep my own heart clean and not hold it against them. Give them, with God, give them to God and keep my heart clean before God, because who knows, God might speak to them down the road. And what happens? They may come repenting. So we want to keep our heart right, and we want to do it God's way. But remember, even in that, we ought to keep our hearts free from anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness against the one we may need to set a boundary with. We will be learning again more about healthy boundaries in the time to come. If I could ask you to stand as I close. Let's close our eyes and just put our hands out to the Lord. Father, we just come before you, and we thank you for your countless forgiveness to us. Father, we thank you that relationship is why you sent your son. You did not send a religion, God. You sent relationship with your son to restore right standing with you. And we thank you for that. And God, we thank you that we have received that. And because we have received it, we can give it. And Father, I ask that you would show us, is there any area of our life God, that maybe we've been offended and we've been hurt, Lord. But maybe we didn't know that these were your steps that you would have us to take. But Lord, this morning, you have shown us your way. You have shown us the steps to right relationship. And God, I ask that you would flow through each one of us, Lord, that you would work in our hearts, Father, you would heal hurts, You would bring forgiveness where there's unforgiveness. You would deliver us from any bitterness. And Father, I pray that you would help us walk out forgiveness in an area that maybe we haven't walked out. And God, I just thank you for your love being so much abounding in our lives. And we praise you, God, because you don't just call us to do something. You do it through us. And for that, we can Praise you because it's not within us, Lord. We can't do it. Man cannot change their own heart, but you can. We just need to be willing. And this morning, Lord, we are willing. And we thank you. And we praise you. And we just ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I hope that you were enlightened, um, to God's way, or reminded. Sometimes we know but we can Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.